This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go now, Shabbos, hope everyone is well. This Shabbos, we have the privilege of reading Parshas Nitzavim and Meyelach. And I believe that in these two Parshas, the Torah is giving us a very essential lesson for how to raise our children. One of the things that we all grapple with and we think about is how can we be a positive influence on others? Whether it be our children, our grandchildren, nieces, nephews, students, Talmidim, neighbors and friends, how can we be a positive influence on those around us? How can we give over to the next generation? How can we teach, educate, and guide those around us? And it's something we all grapple with because we want to be able to give over. We want to be able to leave a legacy. We want to be able to do something impactful for the next generation. But what can we say, what can we do that will allow, that will enable the next generation to hear our message and to pick up our values? And I believe the answer lies in this week's, in both of the parshas in this week. We find in the beginning of parshas, Vayelech, Vayelech, Moshe, Moshe goes. Where's Moshe Rabbeinu going? Moshe Rabbeinu is at the end of his life. He's going to die shortly and he's going on a trip. Vayelech, Moshe, Moshe is going. And all the Mepharshim struggle to understand where's Moshe Rabbeinu going? What's he doing? He's going on vacation. He's going on a, on a tour. Where's Moshe Rabbeinu going? So one of the Pshatim that the Mepharshim bring down is that Moshe Rabbeinu went to every single camp, every group of Kala Yisrael. He went from Shevet to Shevet to let them know, by the way, this is the end of the line for me. I'm at the end of my career, so to say. Rabbeinu said he's going to be niftis. So he went to each group of Kleisel to notify them. And the, answer, the question is, why? Why did Rabbeinu feel the urge to make a personalized visit to each group of Kleisel to let them know what is, what's going to happen? Obviously, when Rabbeinu dies, everyone's going to know. It's going to be top news. Everyone's going to hear about it. Why did Rabbeinu feel the need to go to community to community, to shave it, to shave it, to notify them, by the way, this is the end. I'm going to die shortly. And the answer is because Moshe Rabbeinu was, was told by us, but Torah testifies about Moshe Rabbeinu, he's of Mikol Adam, he's the most modest person. Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's not good enough for me to, be, to have a title that I'm humble. I want to show you. I didn't get this title because I bought it, or because someone gave it to me as a gift. I earned it and I live by it. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu went to each and every Shevet to tell them. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu felt that's the right thing to do. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu knew he's the great Moshe Rabbeinu and he easily could have let them come to him, but because he was so humble, his humility, Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching us, you have to live by a title that you have. If you, want to be, if you want to claim a certain lifestyle, it's not enough just to say it, you have to live it. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, look, I live this lifestyle. Look, everyone, I'm not just humble because Moshe Rabbeinu was on of. I'm living it. That's how people around you get impacted. When they see it and they feel it, not when you tell them. Don't say, oh, by the way, you should know I'm very humble. By the way, you should know I'm very this. Meshavim lived his lifestyle. He lived by the title that he had. He's teaching us that if you want to have success, if you want to be able to impact others, you have to live by the way you consider yourself. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, let me show you what I'm about. I'm not about a person who claims to be humble and not. I am what I am. And therefore he went to each and every single shevet to show, to give over, and to show how humble he ultimately was. But we find another interesting passing of Parshas Nitzavim. Right? Many parents, they grapple with this question. They say, you know, I don't want my children and grandchildren to know what I do, whether it's Sadaka, whether it's Torah, whether it's 
activism. I don't want them to know. It's just my business. It's private. No one has to know. And Parshas Nitzavim, the Torah has a pasuk which I believe the Torah is telling us on the contrary. We have a very interesting pasuk in the Mephoshim grapple with what does the pasuk mean. The pasuk tells us, V'hanisterois, those things that are private, L'Hashem Elokeinu, that belong to Hashem. V'hanniglois, and those that are revealed, L'anu ad oilam. Those are for us to do. So one of the pshatim that they say over is hanisteroyz. If you want to live a lifestyle of keeping everything private, you don't want to tell your family your accomplishments. You don't want to tell your family what you do. It's not going to get passed down to the next generation. Your children and grandchildren are not going to learn and live from you. They're not going to gain. And they're not going to look up and be impressed and be inspired to be better because they don't know what you're doing. You're keeping it top secret. But if you let it open, share with them. Then you and your children for future generations, it will last because then they will pick up. They will see, they'll be inspired, they'll be motivated. Many people say, no, I don't want my family to know. It's quiet, it's just, still no one should know what I do. Of course, there's no mitzvah to flaunt or to go out of our way to let everyone know all the great things that we accomplish in this world. But if you want to have to be a legacy, you want to be something that you can leave over, something that there could be, then it has to be, you have to let them in a little bit. You have to let people know what to do so they have what to look up to. Maishu Rabbeinu in this week's parish is letting us know if you want to leave a legacy, you want people to be inspired by you, you have to let them know a little bit of what's going on. If you want your children to live a certain lifestyle, you have to know what, they have to know, they have to see, they have to be exposed to the lifestyles, to the morals that you want them to know. You can't expect them just to miraculously be a certain person if they don't see it from you. So two lessons the Torah is teaching us and inspiring others. One is live a lifestyle that that is equal to the lifestyle you want people to perceive of you. If you want to be an honor, says Maish Rabbeinu, I'm going to show you I'm really an honor. It's not fake. It's not titles. Maish Rabbeinu went down to show each, he went to each and every single person to show his humility. Because that's how we live. We live by our lifestyles. And secondly, you have to let people in. And I believe that's perhaps what the Torah says later on as well. The Torah says, I'm giving you choices. Chayim and Toiv, Mavis and Ra. Says the Pasuk, like, I want you to choose. Choose life. So you and your children will live. What does it mean choose life? If a person wants to have life, he wants to have a legacy. He wants to have, it, it, it's not just for me. The decisions we make is for our future generations. If we make the right decisions, we give over the right values, then it's not just for us to live. It's for our zarach, it's for our children. It's a legacy that we live. Everyone wants to live, leave a legacy. We want to leave and say, I made a difference in this world. I left something here. I did something. I accomplished something. I'll share with you an amazing story. There was an attendee in a hospital, a nurse, and she was treating a patient in the oncology ward, a woman in her 70s. And this woman in her 70s noticed that this nurse was Jewish, Orthodox. She asked, are you Orthodox? Are you from? She said, yes. She started crying. She said, what's wrong? She said, I am 70-something-year-old oncologist. I, I, I'm a 70-year-old cancer patient. And I'm an only child from Holocaust survivors. My parents had no family. I had no siblings. And when I was younger, I married a non-Jew. I married a non-Jew. And my parents completely disconnected from me. I married a non-Jew. They said, chill on me. It's terrible. And then, now... After 10 years of that marriage, I got divorced. 
from my non-Jewish husband, but the relationship between me and my parents was already severed. I never got remarried. I never had children. And now I'm in my 70s. I have a deadly cancer and I have nothing to leave in this world. I have no legacy, no imprint, nothing. And it's so depressing. Please, can you suggest something that I can do to leave a legacy in this world? So the nurse thought to herself and she said, you know, I know someone who wants to get married. Chassan and Kyle that are planning their chassan, they just don't have enough money to pay for the chassan. Maybe you could build their home. And in the merit that you build their home, you will leave a legacy. So she said, how much money do they need? $25,000, no problem. She said, I'm going to pay the $25,000. She just asked, I was curious. This woman, the sickly patient asked, what's the name of the kala? And she said the name of the kala, and she said, that's the same name as me. This woman felt so comfortable knowing that she's going to build a bias for a woman who has the exact same name as her. And that's what happened. She gave the $25,000 to this new couple to build their bias, to have their chasana. And a few weeks later, this woman sadly passed away. It's something scary. Not to leave a legacy, not to leave an imprint, not to leave a mark on this world. We want to leave a mark. We want to say, I made a difference. I left a path for someone else. I educated, I trained, I taught, I gave over something. It's scary. This woman was so scared to say she didn't make a difference. She didn't leave over anything. The Torah is teaching us in this parish, how can we leave over? How can we leave, lead a path that people can learn from? How can we teach others to follow in our ways? Whether it be in chesed, tzedakah, learning, anything. It doesn't have to only be our children. It has to be that we left a mark where someone can say, ah, now I know how to navigate this situation because someone before me did that. Someone showed me the light. Someone showed me the path. Someone taught me how to do this. And that's what we think about as we come to the end of the year. What do we want to leave for next year? What do we want to teach, educate, show and guide? Torah teaches us this week's parasha. We have to live by our lifestyles. And more than anything, we have to let people into our world, let them see what they can pick up from us. So in essence, we can guide the future generations. Mr. Hashem, we should be able to share with our children, grandchildren, and many diaries, friends and family around us, to educate, to guide. We should be able to leave and lead meaningful lives in a way that continues on for many diaries. So Klaus will see future diaries, diary diaries of beautiful Yiddish nachas in a way that makes that brings amazing nachas ruach ta'akadosh baruch hu. Hashem, we should continue to do good things, educate others, and allow others to see how they can make a difference in their life. Have a wonderful Shabbos.